0: Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID 19 crisis and beyond. Hi, I'm Jonna Emil, and today on Raise the Line, I'm happy to be joined by Rachel Jang. Rachel is the head of Alexa Health and Wellness at Amazon, a team working on making Alexa more useful in healthcare. So that's exciting. She spent the last five years at Amazon in various roles, including advertising and video. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have a conversation with Rachel today. (laughs) I'm wondering if you can start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and what led to your interest in voice.
1: Sure. So I've been at Amazon about seven and a half years. I've spent a lot of time building solutions for uh, customer problems, various customer problems. There's never a dull moment here. (laughs) Uh, And as you mentioned, um, worked with various modalities, you know, spent time on mobile operating systems uh, to mobile apps and web. I get very kind of excited about new challenges uh, to tackle new challenges, particularly when there's not necessarily a playbook. Uh, and so we have to kind of reinvent from scratch. That um, that excites me, and so I think voice um, aligns with that really well. Voice is uh, relatively new, although I would say you know it's not new in healthcare. Voice is definitely a, an important aspect of healthcare. But I think the potential to help people use technology to kind of assist in the daily management of their health is really powerful, and is why I joined Alexa to start the, the health and wellness team. I would say the team and I are um, motivated by what, what it is that we can do to bridge customers at home. And you know the situation that we are in now is not something that any of us sort of can predict, but we think more than ever, it's really important to help people remotely manage their healthcare needs. And we think Alexa is really in a great position to do that.
0: All right, that's fantastic. So, what is Alexa Health and Wellness? How would you explain that to somebody?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think our vision is to make healthcare more accessible and more efficient for customers. You know, there are hundreds and millions of Alexa enabled devices in people's homes, and Alexa today is sort of used for a range of of tasks from entertainment, listening to music and and playing video to controlling the lights in your home and getting your news and, and your weather. We think health is no different when you have a health need, it is perhaps more urgent uh, and and more critical than these other tasks that I just described. And so uh, we essentially want to build experiences that will allow people to get the care they need more quickly and perhaps more efficiently. Also, I would mention a big aspect of this is working with the healthcare community, uh, with developers, healthcare entities. When, When we think about The end customer, and and so the patient and and their health—it's very personal. They want to talk to their own doctor, their their pharmacist, their nurse, and so Alexa certainly does not replace any of those people as part of the care plan for the for the patient. But we certainly think that we can do a good job of connecting to care, Uh, and so that's I think the vision uh, for the team. Really, it's about how do we starting out with foundationally. Um, providing information. uh, And then from there on, can we actually get you the care that you need?
0: Okay. So what is it that your team's working on right now?
1: Oh gosh. Uh, This year, what a year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can only imagine what it's like to kind of be in the front lines and and to actually provide care, but even for a group like us where we are uh, very much a consumer product I think COVID has turned things upside down for us. What I would mention is a couple of things. Diverted quite a bit of energy to ensuring that customers can get the information that they need around COVID. And so whether it's understanding their risk level, their symptoms, how do we gather information from CDC, from the World Health Organization to be able to help address customers' concerns. So that's sort of keeping that information up to date, um, helping people find test centers. So those are some of the things that my team has worked on over the last several months. So we opened up applications for our, what we're calling our HIPAA eligible skills program. Uh, And so this is, that's kind of a mouthful, but I should explain. So skills, on Alexa are like apps on, on your phone. And so that's just our term for third-party experiences. Uh, and so we obtained HIPAA eligibility early last year, and we sort of essentially opened up a application process where um, healthcare developers like payers, providers, pharmacies, as well as, you know, BAs can apply to be part of the program uh, where they can submit their ideas on what they might want to build for customers. And then we have a a business associate agreement and then we can essentially, they can build experiences in the form of skills that can handle PHI. So we protect PHI according to HIPAA uh, controls and we are the only voice for sort of assistant that can offer this capability. And so I think that's a big point that I want to share with this audience is sort of, we very much are betting big on the healthcare developer community to build experiences, to reach people in the home.
0: That's fantastic. Now, when I think about Alexa and I think about Alexa Health and, you know, how that can be utilized, thinking of myself as a nurse, maybe taking care of a client in their home space and also, you know, at the bedside with the nurse, I wonder what's the future of that look like? So would a patient be able to utilize Alexa voice to, you know, let's say, besides sourcing information to connect with the healthcare professional on the other end, to get help or advice quickly, or maybe even emergency services. Can I, as a nurse, utilize Alexa to help me just carry out my tasks and maybe cut down on some of you know the work that I could easily delegate to something as smart as this technology? Is that am I dreaming too big or is that something that we can see in the future?
1: Not at all. That is exactly where we think our potential is uh, in terms of both assisting patients and then as well as perhaps assisting clinicians and and staff. So, yeah, I think there's a couple of examples I can share. So earlier this year in March, when we started to realize the magnitude of the pandemic here in the U.S., we uh, initiated a hospital device donation program. And the reason I talk about that is it's, it sort of speaks to one of the examples that you, you mentioned. Is, so we donated tens and thousands of devices to, and these are Echo Shows. And so these are devices with screens on them, as well as fire tablets, to hospitals for them to um, use this particular drop-in capability. Early in the year, we got some inbound requests from our hospital partners saying like, hey, we are uh, essentially underwater need help what can you do and so with these devices a nurse can check in on a patient by dropping in and opening essentially a session a video session on the echo show and this saves both time as well as uh, equipment and then you know reduces the risk of infections so you don't have to go and we we heard anecdotes from our partners that nurses were suiting up just to be able to check a few different things and to figure out how the patient's feeling and so you know, very humbly, we were told by several of these partners that this capability has been very useful. And this was something that we put together very quickly, but I think there are applications here where you can imagine using her as a communication device. And it doesn't have to be in the hospital, it could be in someone's home where I can envision as a patient wanting to be able to, if I have a question about my care plan, about a drug that I'm taking, can I just ask her to connect me to my nurse? Um, I think we can. I think we can do that. And that's certainly part of the vision for our team. That's awesome.
0: What about some of the skills that you mentioned before? So can you share any of like the skills that developers have created this far?
1: Yeah, there's some interesting examples. Since you're a registered nurse, I think one of the skills that's really interesting uh, that launched this year is from Christiana Care, which is a health system, and they specifically build a skill for their nurses who visit their patient population in the home. Because of COVID, these are sort of high-risk, uh, more elderly patients, and they wanted to reduce kind of the in-person contact, but still wanted to make sure that the patients are cared for. And so the skill actually does a variety of things. It knows the medication that the patient is taking. It can answer questions about the meds if someone has a question around dosage or uh, side effects. The skill can get that information. It has care instructions. So, you know, for example, how to dress a wound. Uh, It can actually play you a video on the Echo Show if you don't remember. It reminds you to take your medication, reminds you to do your physical therapy exercises. And I believe it also shows you how to do them. Uh, So I think it's an example where a third party developer built something to meet their needs to do, to try to do remote care. We have a you know a few other examples. I think Livongo is, is another one. So Livongo is a company that was actually recently acquired by Teladoc, and they have these blood glucose monitors, these smart monitors. Um, and they were one of the first health entities to build a skill on Alexa that handled PHI. And so you can ask Alexa for your reading. Uh, you can get health tips from the Livongo skill. I'll mention one more. There's a hospital on the East Coast, Boston Children's Hospital. They were also one of our first partners, and they built a skill specifically for parents or guardians of children who are being discharged after heart surgery. And so this is a sort of a wellness surgery check-in skill where on a daily basis, the parent can open the skill and sort of answer some questions as to how their child is doing. And that information is then sent back to Boston Children's Hospital and nurses will contact the family if if there's follow-up items that are needed. Those are just some examples of capabilities that have been built on Alexa, but I think the possibilities are, are endless, I think, in terms of being able to assist patients in the home.
0: I agree, and those things really do excite me when I think about healthcare, and when I think about even, you know, personally, the role that nurses play. Uh, we talked a lot about frontline, but now we're seeing a lot more healthcare happen in the home, and exactly to your point, COVID has been, you know, a big catalyst for why we're seeing so much more of that, and it's definitely affected us in in lots of different ways. Um, everybody, you know, in lots of very dynamic ways. I'm curious when I think about the populations that are most vulnerable the populations that come to my mind immediately that could use a service, utilize Alexa in this way. I immediately think about our, you know, advanced age population and our very young population. Mm-hmm. As far as technology is concerned, right? Like I even think about personally, how would my grandfather, grandmother handle, you know, Alexa in the house? Would that be a huge learning curve for them? Because at the same time it would be super helpful for them. But I'm wondering, you know, what's the conversation or maybe the thought around How do we best introduce this technology and and leverage this power that we have to, in fact, empower our patients to use this service comfortably and feel competent and not feel overwhelmed with it, specifically our older population? How do we
1: marry those two? I think there's a lot that we've done to try to improve her ability to recognize what is being said and then to actually interpret it and provide a, a helpful response. And we'll continue to do that. I think it's part of the AI aspect of Alexa that she's continuously learning in an ideal world. We really shouldn't have to teach people very much, So they should just be able to speak to her very naturally, the way that they would speak to a real person, the way that they would talk to their nurse uh, if they weren't feeling well, if they could, in a few sentences, share how they're feeling. And then, ideally, Alexa would be able to understand what is being said to her and sort of get the, the patient the help that they need. What I would say is we have some ways to go there. I think there's ways for us to make her more natural and more conversational, and we're constantly trying to do that. It's, a, it's an important area of focus. Um, I think another area that we can improve upon is setup. I think you alluded to this, but maybe didn't explicitly call this out is that when you do have a device, um, I think that initial setup can be daunting for someone who is not perhaps not as savvy. I would say once it's set up, perhaps it may be easier to use than pulling out a phone, unlocking it and or a computer. So I think there's probably ways to make setup more seamless.
0: It's exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. So, uh, you know, we're a teaching company, all right? And we love to fill knowledge gaps. And I'm curious if there's any topic that you'd like to educate us on that you think
1: everybody ought to know. Hmm. So I'm not sure if this is education, but more of encouragement, which is that, and for this audience, right, when we think about building experiences that are voice forward for patients, I encourage everyone to take some time to wrap your head around. to, like, well, what makes a good voice experience? And often what we see is that organizations will look at their call center. And sort of see what are the top contact uh, that we get for our call center. And let's try to build experience on Alexa that sort of can handle those things. And I think those are good starting points, but I would encourage everyone to kind of think beyond and think of skills that have intelligence behind them. For example, she can handle multiple terms, what we call multiple terms, which is dialogue, back and forth, questions and answer. Um, Are there things that she can know, content that she can acquire that would be able to? help her more intelligently perform a task for the patient or or gather input for the patient.
0: And what about, you know, staying on that same note, because you gave fantastic advice and really good motivation. What about anybody in our audience who's listening right now and is just feeling really inspired and wants to do something to change the world, right, in healthcare? What would be your advice to them, you know, meeting the challenges of the moment? And maybe they're kind of on the fence about how to do that. What's your best advice to give to somebody about that?
1: I'm going to borrow an Amazon leadership principle, which is that we are we're customer obsessed. The way we build products um, is that we start with a customer and really trying to identify what are the pain points, what are the problems uh, that they have. And, and sometimes it's not explicit, right? Sometimes it's not really relying on people telling you what, what their problem is, but observing. You can kind of observe based on their behavior, what they might be having trouble with. Um, And then from there, we try to come up with ways that we can help make things easier for customers. And so I think that's applicable to healthcare in terms of treating patients as well as sort of really being obsessed about the end patient and um, starting with them and always thinking about them. You know, when we build something, we are constantly sort of reevaluating and trying to understand, did it solve the problem? Can it be better? What other feedback can we get? And so that approach to product building applies to healthcare as well, likely. Yeah, I know.
0: It absolutely does. I agree. And I I like that. It really resonates. You know, we have six values that we operate on as our framework. And one of those is start with the heart and really just people first, right? So, you know, before we can set out to do anything, we just want to make sure that we're doing it for the right need, right? And really making sure that we're doing it with people in mind. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Thank you so, so much, Rachel, for being with us today. This was fantastic.
1: Well, it's my pleasure.
0: Yeah, it was great. And I'm Jonna Emil. Thanks for checking out today's show. Remember to do your part to flatten the curve and raise the line. We're all in this together. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast.